Hi everyone, I am extremely excited because today I am recording from the set that is going to be uh, hosting the future podcasts. Uh, it is not done, it is not finished. In fact, I'm kind of like in a corner, which is not going to end up being here where I stay. Um, but I am extremely excited because this is truly just like, it feels like it is taking me to that place that I have ambition, that I have dreamed of, that I have uh, just been fantasizing with. Because, you know, in the process of building the podcast, I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions and thoughts and feelings and sensations and all of the things. Because initially I was like, well, I want to use my voice and that should be enough. So if you may remember, if you have been listening from the beginning, I was recording from my closet and that was totally okay. And then I was not even needing to like get dressed and get ready for the podcast or for the recordings. And then I realized, well, um, if I do want to reach more people because I believe in what I have to say, I'm going to have to put a little more effort in this purpose that I have now, this intention that I have with the podcast. So then I kept fighting with my own internal beliefs, whether those are limiting beliefs or just random beliefs. I don't know how to categorize those. I kept fighting over the idea that, you know, like, why do I have to put myself together or like get dressed and do all of this for the podcast. Um, I think it's okay to just simply record in my closet and whatnot. So it, I was there for a while, like really battling with my own thoughts and my own ideas of that. And I had to recognize at some point that I am someone that has been a little bit on the rebellious side not I'm, I haven't really been like out there rebel and doing stuff but like I do tend to go against what things or society or culture or my mom <laughs> tells me to do so I have to be very mindful and really keep that in mind because sometimes that can bite me in the butt because I may lose sight of my own intention and what I want to do um I think there's a healthy balance between keeping those in mind, knowing that there's a part of that that could be true, you know, like that I don't need to put myself together and just like do my makeup and my hair and all of this stuff to record the podcast. But I realized that personally for me, aesthetics are important. Having a beautiful place that inspires me, having a place where I can feel like it's mine, it's really important. And to be honest with you, at some point I thought, well, if I do do record from my closet and I record video, not only just the audio of the podcast, well, people are going to see just a bunch of clothes. My closet is really dark. Like, it's not going to be inviting. Plus, if I value aesthetics, if what they represent to me is warmth and belonging and self-expression and care really then that is what people are going to perceive or at least in my head I thought that right if if I do care about those things and I'm not giving it its place 
I'm not giving it thought or energy to make it beautiful how I think beauty or what I think beauty represents to me, then most likely people are going to perceive that. And then I'm not really doing anything with this intention that I have because ultimately I want to share my voice and what I talk about here because I think there is a lot of value in it. Now, it has taken me a long time to get to this place before there was a lot more of self-doubt and who are you to talk about these things. I'm getting to a point that I see how valuable the things that I believe in, the things that I have worked on, the things that I talk about are. So in that, with that idea, then doesn't my voice and my presence deserve what I also care about, which is beauty, which is aesthetics, you know, the place represents to me what I believe it deserves. Meaning if you were to see a video of me in my closet, that is totally okay. Like that is a hundred percent okay for someone that that represents comfort and relaxation, flexibility. But to me, that would really represent more of like the lack of effort towards the things that I value. Does that even make sense? Like, I think that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. So then I said, you know what? Aesthetics drive me. I'm a designer. I love colors. I love things that just shapes. I love what uh, forms and objects kind of like translate. So then I said, why not create a podcast podcast studio, I, especially because I have this, this space, I still have my studio space. And I said, well, this would be a beautiful transformation if I recreate the space that I've been in in the past three years at this point and make it my new, my new idea, my new creative expression, my new purpose and my intention. So this represents a lot to me it represents the commitment that i have with this new chapter of my life it represents what i want to bring in with my presence with my voice and what i want and how i want to impact others i think that for me i had to get to a point past that idea of like being a rebel of like society tells me that i need to do my makeup and that I need to get, you know, uh, dressed up and not show up in my pajamas and really recognize that there is true in that, truth in that. There is a, um, a dimension where that could potentially be toxic, not healthy, but also I had to make peace with the things that I care about, which are showing up like showing that I care, not just rolled out of, of bed and like, oh, let's just record this. Because that is what right now it represents to me. So I want to make it really clear, like that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just is not aligned with what I value. So without just going more and more into that and just going in circles, because like I think I am repeating myself, I am just extremely excited that this is taking shape I have a friend that is helping me put together the actual uh, podcast studio when I this space is a little more cleared out after I keep selling some of the inventory and things from the stationary world. 
Um, so yeah, so I am extremely excited and I am so glad that you're here. I am recording a video, but I haven't been successful with editing the videos and making sure that the voice and the video are uh, working fine. So hopefully maybe this video will make it um, on YouTube and maybe even Spotify if I figure out how to upload it. Um, thank you so much for being with me in this ride, in, in this ride, ride, I don't know, in the beginning and the middle and hopefully the end of it at some point because everything has an end. Um, today, I want to talk about the love languages and I'm gonna, I want to share a story um, as to why this was the topic that I wanted to talk about. So you may have, I, I think so, I think Poppy, my new dog, made an appearance in one of the episodes, in one of the previous episodes. And basically what I've learned with her is that, you know, she's so different than Vienna. So I have two dogs, two little hot dogs. Vienna is eight years old at this point. We both of them were adopted from a rescue here in South Florida that they only rescue dachshunds or dachshund mix, which, which are, you know, hot dogs, um, the little wieners. And we adopted Vienna when she was a poppy. So she was two months old and now poppy, um, by the way, I love her name in Spanish, Amapola. I, kind of wish that that's how I called her, but I just call her Popo and she has a bunch of other nicknames. But Poppy is a year old, um, now like a year and two months, and she came from a bad situation. We don't know exactly what situation she came from, but we think that she was probably in a crate for long hours and maybe just isolated. Um, I don't know if she was abused. Um, we don't really know. We didn't have any background as to what happened to her. The reason why we think that she was in her crate for long hours and maybe just, you know, not really given too much attention is because First, when we got her, she had a little bruise, I guess, on her nose, but it was a white, you know, her nose is black, so the bruise was white. And we researched, and that is something called kennel nose. And it happens to dogs that have been isolated either in a crate or in a room, and they try to get out of that place by pushing their nose to whatever surface, right? Whether it's a crate or uh, the door. So she had that mark. And also another thing that was happening was that she was peeing and pooping in the crate, which is usually not normal for dogs to do because they see their crate as like their safe space. If you do train them, of course, to um, just stay there as their safe space where they go to rest, where they go, you know, um, crate training was never kind of like my thing, but with Vienna that really worked and I realized how much she saw that as her safe space because Vienna was also very skittish, very anxious, uh, very scared of things. So the crate was like huge for her. So I learned that because before I was totally against crates, um, but I learned that that could be their safe space. And then researching and learning more about it, I learned that that is 
really the place that they also consider their little home. So they are not, they want to be clean in there. So they don't want to pee, they don't want to poop. And Poppy was kind of like just doing whatever. She would pee, poop there all the time. Um, so then I thought, well, this kind of like, it may go along with the theory that we have that she was kept in the crate for a long time because basically she didn't have an option. She just had to pee and poop in her crate and that's what she had, she got used to. Um, other than that, she's very scared of new places, of big people. She still even has kind of like her moments with my husband because he's really tall. Um, and especially when he's wearing a hat, like she will freak out. Um, she doesn't really like men in general and a couple people she just really feels like very insecure around and whatnot but overall she's doing really good but I'm sharing all of this because this is the reason why I kind of thought about the way in which we give love and how it is so important to recognize how each individual needs to be loved and also how we need to be loved, right? Because I think at the end of the day, if you have been around here, I do believe that first we have to be very clear with what we want, what we like, the way in which we feel loved and how we love each other, right? Not, not each other, but how we love ourselves. The relationship with ourselves to me is the first thing that we need to work on in order for us to transcend and transmute a lot of the limitations that we have as human beings so you know seeing the way that Vienna is and the way that Poppy is gave me a huge understanding like this huge it just opened up a, this whole new world for me to notice the differences between the dogs at least right I think that with them it made it so obvious that you know with people I don't know why, uh, at least for me, I never give it too much thought of like, how does this person want to be loved? How do I feel this person reciprocate the love or the energy that I give to them? Or that they're, how can I reciprocate to them with how they're giving me their energy? It is more of like, we, we tend to be a little bit more selfish and egotistic when or I shouldn't say we, I tend to be a little more selfish and egotistic when it comes to relationships with human beings. It's almost like there is this expectation of like, well, this is what I have to give you and, you know, I hope you're okay with it. So it has really, I, I mean, I don't want to take it to that extreme, but in some cases, like, yeah, like if I'm really honest about it, it, it is kind of like how I go about things. Like, sure, I, I recognize perhaps what things some someone doesn't like but it's more about avoiding those things that i know may be a trigger for someone and i guess we could argue that is somewhat of a way of like showing love like i don't want to trigger you i don't want you to feel uncomfortable but also what about the other side how does this person really feel loved supported encouraged and just embraced or acknowledged by me so with them, with the dogs, I've learned or they have made me so aware of this because again, like before when it was only Vienna at home, she has always been a very, no, I mean, I shouldn't say has always been a very relaxed. She's just very lazy. Let's just call it lazy. 
So she has been a little skittish. Yes, she had in her first, I want to say two to three years, she was very scared of loud noises. She has never liked walking on a leash um, unless she's with other dogs or unless she's in a big park. But if it's just like around the house or something like that, she hates it. Um, but, you know, I never I just saw her as like, oh, yeah, she's very sweet. She's very lazy. Uh, she's very smelly. Uh, but other than that, there was like nothing else. It was just her and I loved her. And then Poppy got here and I'm like, oh my goodness, like these are two different worlds. They're completely different. Their personality, what they need, what they want, the way that they express themselves, the way that they relate to the world even, it's incredible. So then that has kept me thinking a lot about the five four languages, which is a book that I believe this is funny. This is kind of like embarrassing in a way. I believe I read that book a long time ago or maybe I listened to it. I can remember, but I'm really familiar with the book for whatever reason. So if you're not familiar with it, the book, the name of the book is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman. Sorry, I was recently sick and I'm still getting like really stuffy. But I'm glad. I'm glad this is going well because I actually thought that I was not going to be able to record today. And and in that book, he describes the the five main love languages. And the first one for that, I'm, I'm kind of like going to uh, look at the notes that I have here. And one of them is acts of service. The second one is gifts. The third one is physical touch. The fourth one is quality time. And the fifth one is words of affirmation. So it is important to recognize first, which one is your most, um, I guess, important to you love language? How do you feel like you receive what you like to receive? And then as just as important, how do you give that love? Because there's a difference, you know, for me, it's always been really hard for me to identify how, like, what are my love languages? Like, how do I like to receive? I appreciate gifts, um, but I think that I appreciate them more because I know what they represent in our society but I am not someone that will like gifts all the time or like, for example, during Christmas or my birthday, I appreciate a gift, but I'm okay with like just one card, just someone showing me that they are thinking about me, that they thought about me, that they remembered me. Um, so I don't necessarily need the gift itself, which takes me to, I think that is more about in a way, words of affirmation. Um, not so much acts of service. I'll, I'll get there at, at, at some point just to talk about like what the distinction is between those two. But I think words of affirmation are definitely the way in which I like to receive love the most. I think that negative words or negative um, just, you know, communication styles are definitely something that I resist, that I, I am very triggered with. So I think the opposite of that is receiving words that are inspiring, that are expanding, that are loving, 
that they feel warm. And in that, so with that idea, um, because I was talking about gifts, I think that I'm more about those words of affirmation uh, as far as receiving goes and not so much about the gift itself or the product or the object that I receive. Although, again, it's not that I'm not into them. I, I still appreciate them. Um, physical touch is definitely not my love language, not how I receive it, not how I give it. Um, I think that one is pretty straightforward. I mean, I think, um, you know, my husband is someone that will like to hug a lot and I appreciate it. I do appreciate it because a lot of times when, um, like for example, I'm just upset at something that happened between us or just upset at something, whether it's between us or something, you know, external, he always likes to hug me even against my will, like my will sometimes, like I don't want you to touch me. Like usually I'm not a physical touch kind of person. Um, I do love hugs. Like I love hugging people when I first see them, but that's as, as far or as much as you're going to get from me. Um, I'm not someone that is like rubbing someone's back. Like I don't do that. Like I, I have to, I feel like I'm forced when someone asks me to, or if my husband is like feeling bad when he gets headaches and he's like, can you rub my back? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> it's definitely not, not my love language, but I was telling you like, when I'm upset, he will just tell me like, come here and he'll hug me. And I just have this resistance to it. Like when he's like first, like the first few seconds, I'm like, oh my goodness, like just let me out of here. And then I kind of ha kind of start to melt down a little bit and I feel our energies flowing, our hearts connecting and that, that I like. Uh, at that point, I'm like, okay, this is good. Okay, I forgive you or I, I'm okay, I, I feel better. But it's definitely not, not my, my uh, love language. Then quality time is definitely one that I appreciate. I think especially now that we tend to be so much on our phones, it has made it so obvious how much I do appreciate quality, quality time. Because a lot of times it doesn't mean that I want to, like it's not about the quantity of the time that we're together. And I specifically think about my husband, right? When, when I'm talking about this, but also I could even think about my family when they come to visit my friends. And I am one of those people that gets really upset when I'm like talking to my mom or talking to my husband and they go on their phone and I'm like, I need your attention. Like I definitely immediately feel triggered. So that tells me that I do appreciate quality time because basically quality time for me, what that means is I, I want your presence. I want your energy and we could be together doing something, but if we're both connected with something else, or if we are sitting together having dinner and we're even looking at each other, but you are somewhere else thinking about something else. And of course that happens. But that is something that I, I would definitely bring up to the attention of whoever I'm with. Like, um, are you paying attention to me? Like, I tend to ask a lot of those questions, which really shows me how much I do care about that quality time. So all of this I'm sharing with you so that you can also think about, like, how do you, how do you feel about all of these aspects, all of these love languages? And then the last one is acts of service. 
so acts of service would be like doing something for someone right like just uh grocery shopping for your loved one or uh cleaning up after your loved one or you know so many things um you know if if someone i there is a memory that i have of a friend that we haven't really talked for a long time um but i will never forget her act of service and the way that i felt deeply loved when she did this and i think that it doesn't matter how many years are gonna go by and it doesn't matter that we don't talk really anymore because our lives are so different different um but i will never forget it and that day i was able to recognize that i think that i do appreciate acts of service it's not something that comes easy for me to give that type of love but because of the way that she made me feel that day i have made it a point to really think about how i could possibly give in the same way that love so years ago i think that was like maybe 12 14 years ago i was very sick and i was here by myself because i've always lived by myself you know in in since i you probably know since i was 16 years old i came to the united states and i lived far from my immediate family and um i didn't have anyone my family wasn't here um you know it was just i've always also been very independent and i'm not someone that has a ton of friends um i have close friends but i don't have a ton of friends and when when i was very sick one day um just randomly she showed up on my doorstep and she had brought i think limes and something else again gifts are not my thing so that's not something i remember maybe even soup i don't know and i was like in awe i remember just being like what is she doing like she didn't even call me she didn't tell me that she was gonna do it that she was gonna show up nothing like that she just showed up and to me that is the most beautiful act of service that i've ever received because i felt like she truly cared she also understood that i didn't really have too many people around me and i i just appreciate it so much so so much and again it's something that i think out of all of the five love languages i mean eh, maybe in the same level of of physical touch it's not something that comes easy to me it's definitely not so i try to work on that one i really try to work on that one because the few times that i have received i shouldn't say the few times i receive acts of service all the time especially by my 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 husband but i just i just see how much that means you know and 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 it goes with the you know the phrase like i think acts speak louder than words and it truly is is one of those things that when i do receive those acts of service it just makes a deep imprint in my soul and and it really makes me feel loved so um i've been trying to do that and in the same way like at home my husband is i i look at these five languages and i'm like damn it my husband is so good at giving love like he really really tries or maybe naturally he's just a very loving person um but acts of service every day i mean he would go in the middle of the night 
or first thing in the morning to get me medicine, to get me whatever I'm craving. Um, he goes grocery shopping. He does the laundry because he knows I hate it. Like there's so many acts of love. Well, yes, acts of service, but acts of love that he provides me with, that he gives me. That is incredible. Um, me, on the other hand, <laughs> I try not to leave the towel on the bed because I know he hates it. Uh, but, you know, things like that. I think that is important, actually, to recognize that we tend to be very like, oh, especially coexisting with someone at home. It's like, oh, he doesn't like that I do this and we get very defensive about it and blah, blah, blah. But then when we truly like can step aside from our egos and like, what, like, is he attacking me? He like all of these things that we could get in our heads about. What if we see it as this is the way that I could show this person that I love them because I, like I said at the beginning, I don't want to trigger them because I know it bothers them. So it's not always going to go perfect. Some days I'm going to forget, but I try. I do try. And, and I think that when we recognize that, are, that there are things that are not natural to us and that we consciously and intentionally, intentionally do it, that has a lot of value. Um, yeah, so gifts. My husband is like the best gift giver ever. Like he's so thoughtful. He, he just keeps lists of what people like. So from January 1st, he already is putting together the list of Christmas gifts for me. Crazy. Um, beautiful. <laughs> I am like not at all like that. Um, you know, I think that I'm giving you these examples just so that you can recognize like if maybe one of these ways in which you know, I'm, I'm sharing like the type of examples, like if you this is something that you do or is it not or whatnot. Um, I think for me, the way that I most give my love, the natural love language is quality time and words of affirmation. Words of affirmation are definitely my number one thing. Uh, I think reason why I really want to use my voice because I always, always want to give love to people and encourage people through my words. Um, using my words in a negative way is something that I strive to not do for the most part. I'm human and I will have my days in which whatever happened is taking over my will <laughs> and and I will say things that are nasty or negative or I will react in a way that is not how the other person deserves but I try really it, it's, it comes natural to me and also I try really hard to be very mindful of the words that I use to give you love um, in the same way quality time is something that I really it's almost like I, I just feel, and this is actually tying into what I'm going to talk about in the next episode, um, I just respect to me is the word that it comes to mind. The way in which I show you respect to me the most is by showing you that I am here, present with you. Once again, I am human. I will pick up my phone. I will get distracted. I will be ruminating about something else when we're together. Like that happens. But I, it definitely is something that I really am committed to uh, work on and to be mindful of. Um, so yeah, so this I hope like gives you some uh, food for thought. 
it's important, very important to recognize our love languages because I think a lot of times the issues with our relationships, especially when it comes to our close relationships, is that we don't even know what the way in which we want to be loved. And in the same way, we don't give too much thought or even um, energy to how does the other person want to be loved? How do I see that they really feel like they are shining or um, that they look like, yeah, that they are being supported? It's important also to not only be aware and understand those the way in which we receive and the way in which we can give, but it is also important to not use that against each other either, you know, or, you know, it could be, it could close up our minds a little bit. Obviously, in the way that I see things, these are not the only five love languages. I think they do um, kind of like... Um, are good containers and vessels for like the main ways in which we connect with each other but we could get a little narrow-minded when it comes to that um so just being open to other ways or being open to uh changes meaning transformations or you know when i first um got married to my husband we he loved like i said before he loved giving gifts and as time has gone by, he has realized that a lot of times he has um, put himself in situations where he feels like he needs to give these gifts um, almost more to please the other. So in a way, he has taken away his own self-love to pour a lot into making someone else feel a certain way. So he has slowly been aware of that which has changed in a way the way that he gives gifts so now he's not giving me 10 gifts or 20 gifts because he feels like that's the way that it you know i'm gonna feel more loved he has recognized this is unnecessary we don't need this much stuff maybe i can just give her one gift or one experience right so things can transform as we evolve as we grow so this i say so that we are not so narrow-minded or now we become strict because we have a little more understanding of how i feel loved or how i could possibly give love so with that said i think that i am gonna leave it here i hope this gives you some food for thought and i hope that you are loved in the way that you feel the most expanded and supported and acknowledged and seen and i really hope that you put some time and energy and effort into reciprocating that love to those around you and even to the world to everyone in the world but again it's gonna be hard to know everyone's love language um so I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Better together.